When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Showcase Sundays today on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G, which means it's perfectly safe for folks and families of all ages. Yes, even Grandma. Enjoy. Welcome back to Mutual Presents, where we'll try to relax you during your holiday shopping spree. This week we have The Adventures of Maisie. You know, we haven't seen Miss Maisie since the end of the summer. So let's wind those clocks back as we present our double feature of Maisie Gets the Charity Ball Rolling and Maisie the Moil, alias Moidel the Moidoer, from the Mutual Broadcasting System. Babe, say, how about a little kiss? Ouch. Does that answer your question, buddy? The Adventures of Maisie, starring Anne Southern. You all remember Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer's famous Maisie pictures. In just a moment, you'll hear Maisie in radio, starring the same glamorous star you all went to see and loved on the screen, Anne Southern. But first, your announcer. I'm Maisie, like the man said, Maisie Revere. My real name is Mary Anastasia O'Connor, after my mother's favorite sister. But I changed it to Maisie Revere when I was bitten by the show business bug. Hmm. If I'd known what I was getting into then, I would have bitten back. For about a year now, I've been hoping to have my name changed again to something real permanent, like Mrs. Eddie Jordan. But my boyfriend, Eddie, can't afford to get married on the salary he's making. So you can understand why we don't go out much and why I get so excited, like today, for instance, when Eddie and me are going to a fancy costume ball for charity. And Eddie and me are going in class, too. We're taking a taxi to the subway. Right now, I'm at the costumers trying on costumes and... Ouch! Mr. Clark, have mercy. Uh, sorry, Miss Revere. Did I get another pin in you? Yeah, so take it easy, will you? I'm going to the ball masquerading as a belle of the gay 90s, not as a game of darts. 
I just asked for a few simple alterations. And Miss Revere, what you've asked me to do to this gay 90s dress is not a simple alteration. It's a major surgery. Yeah, and I've been taking it without any anesthetic. Ouch! But stand still, Miss. <laughs> you wanted the bustle changed for something else. And you're going to get it. Yeah, but if you decide when I'm through with the alterations that you don't want this costume, you know what? What? I'll just hate you. Well, don't worry, Mr. Clark. This is really the one I want. Honest. Yeah, honest and truly. Mm -hmm. And no changing your mind again? No matter what? Uh-huh. Raise your right hand and swear. Gladly. Here goes. <laughs> now, now, look, you clumsy. You, you ripped the sleeve and ruined the dress. Oh, well, Miss Rivia, and what have you got to say for yourself? Well, I think I'll take that Queen Isabella costume after all. Oh, no, no, no. I... Well, just for that, I'm going back home and make my own costume. Yes, Mr. Clark, you have just lost a customer. But thank you, Miss Rivia. It's losing customers like you that brings a little sunshine into my life. Now go, please, and make your own costume. Well, don't think that I can't. Goodbye. She's gone. Oh, she's gone, gone. Oh. Can I borrow your scissors? No, no, and get out. Out, out! Oh, all right, selfish. I won't do it, Maisie. I absolutely won't do it in that final. Oh, gosh, Eddie, you gotta. The ball is tonight, and there ain't no time to sew something up for you. Besides, I used all the material I could find around here to make my Madame Dewberry gown. Hmm. Madame Dewberry, huh? Uh-huh. Okay. Sounds very, uh... Well, that it is, Eddie. You should see it. It has a bare midriff. And in front... Maisie, don't look now, but in Madame Dewberry's day, they didn't wear gowns with a bare midriff. I know, but I couldn't help it, Eddie. The shower curtain I made it out of had a big hole in it. And wait till you see the wig I fixed up. Just like Dewberry wore. The loveliest shade of pink. Pink? Dewberry's wig was white. I know. But they don't make cotton candy in that color. Cotton candy. Mm. Well, at least your costume shows ingenuity. Well, so does the one I thought of for you, Eddie. And imagination, too. I ain't gonna do it. Eddie Jordan, you don't love me. I do, honey, but I love myself a little, too, and I absolutely refuse to crawl around on my hands and knees with a wash tub over my back just because you happen to think I should go as a turtle. But, Eddie, you might win the prize for the most novel costume. Look, darling, I, I don't want to start an argument. Neither do I. Good. So you just go as a turtle and there won't be any. Oh, the only way for a man to win an argument with a woman is with his hat. With his hat? Yes, just grab it and run. All right, Eddie. Go like anything you want. Only you'll be losing out on a chance to get that first prize, which is $500. Five, huh? Say, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And if a certain party had that much money, a certain party could ask a certain party a certain question, the answer to which would be certainly the certain party would marry the other certain party. Uh... Hello, Maisie. Hello, Eddie. Hello, Hello. Mert. I'd like to ask you a question, Merton. Huh. What would you do if you were me? Well, if Don't I... try to think first, Merton. Answer without thinking like I always do. I mean, if you could get $500, would you be a turtle? Well, I don't know. If I was a turtle, what would I do with $500? You see? Well, I don't mean that kind of turtle. I mean people turtle. Huh? She means I should be one. Oh. With a wash tub on my back. A turtle with a wash tub on your back? Yes. Eddie, have you been smoking pablum again? 
Oh, it's just a costume, Mert, for the ball tonight. Oh, that. All I can say is if I have to crawl around on my hands and knees all night, I'm not going. Nobody's going. I sat up all night trying to figure out something clever for Eddie and... What do you mean, nobody's going? Well, Mr. Devlin, call the ball off. Ah, uh, there's good news tonight. But Mr. Devlin can't do that. Tickets have been sold, and it's for charity for the hospital. I know, but it's Devlin's mansion where the ball was supposed to be held, and he just decided he ain't going to go through with it. And that's what I came in to tell you. Oh, but he can't do that. He promised. We've got an architect working on the plans for that hospital. Gee, I can't understand what made him change his mind. Well, who knows? Maybe this morning he got up on the wrong side of his bank book. Uh, uh, uh. Well, I'm going down to see him and find out for myself. I'm from Vermont, you know. Maisie, that saying is from Missouri. Not when you talk to Mr. Devlin. He's a Republican. And you can't back out now, Mr. Devlin. Over 400 tickets have been sold, and the orchestra's been hired. I'm sorry, Miss Revere, and I'll try to explain my reasons for withdrawing the use of my home. Well, okay, I'll try to understand, but it ain't going to be easy. My biggest customer is J.J. Randolph of Memphis. Now, he buys billions of safety pins from me every year. Hmm. J.J. must have a lot of babies. <laughs> no, no, just one daughter, Prunella. She's arriving today to spend a few days at my house before going out west. Naturally, as the daughter of my biggest customer, I have to entertain her. Oh, well, then the costume ball tonight would start her off with a bang. Oh, and there's a costume I saw this morning that's real snazzy. The one that Salome danced in. Well, somehow I don't think Prunella would care for dancing tonight. Oh, uh, well, then we could get her a costume like Whistler's mother and she can sit around in a rocking chair all night. You don't seem to get the point of why I'm calling off the ball tonight. Prunella is a girl. So what? That could happen to any baby. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, being a girl, she'd feel sort of left out of things. You know, a big ball and she without a partner? A male partner? Oh, well, may maybe we can get her a boyfriend. W what kind of a looking girl is she? Well, um, I haven't seen her lately, but uh, you've seen pictures of plastic surgery on the face labeled before and after? Yes. Uh, Prunella looks like during. Um, now, of course, if we could get a volunteer to make the supreme sacrifice and be Prunella's escort tonight... Uh... You let us use your house for the ball is scheduled? Yes. Yes, I would. Oh. Uh, have you any particular man in mind, Miss Revere? Yeah, but tonight he better not be too particular. It's my boyfriend, Eddie Jordan, but I think he loves me enough to go out with another girl. You're a fine girl, Miss Revere. Remember, you're doing this for a hospital. Yeah, and after Eddie sees the date I got for him... I will probably be the first patient. The Adventures of Maisie, starring Anne Southern, will continue in just a moment.
Maisie. Yeah, Eddie. Well, I'm still waiting. Aren't you going to tell me what you said to Mr. Devlin that made him change his mind about using his home for the costume ball tonight? Well, Eddie, it's a long story. You see, um, I'm a woman and he's a man. Yes. Well, does that answer your question? Yes, it answers it. But ball or no ball, I'm not showing up there as a turtle and that's final. Well, anything you wish, Eddie. After all, I don't want... You're giving in without an argument? But sure, Eddie. After all, in things like this, the man is the boss. And the woman, she's nothing to Well, now you're talking. Of course, that ain't really much of a job, boss over nothing. <laughs> well, tonight's your night, Eddie. You can go to the ball as anything you wish, even as the world's most eligible bachelor. Say, being Don Juan sort of appeals to me. I'll tell you what, honey. I'll go grab me a costume and pick you up here about eight tonight. Uh, well, um, I'm not going tonight, Eddie. Maisie, you're not sick. No, but somebody else is. He's, um, he's my cousin. Well, Maisie, isn't this rather sudden? Oh, not at all. He's been my cousin for years. Well, you never told me you had a cousin? Well, sure, everybody's got a cousin if they think about it. This one is related to me by marriage. By marriage? Yeah. You, you see, they were married. Who? His father and mother. Well, I expected that. You did? <laughs> Everybody else in the family was surprised. Eddie, um, you ain't gonna find it easy to believe what suddenly happened. No, but I'll force myself. Well, that's real sweet of you, honey. You see, I've got to sit up with my cousin because he, um, well, he just caught the measles again. Oh. Well, darling, I can't let you expose yourself to this dread disease alone. I'm going to be right with you to the end. Oh, no, Eddie, you can't. You mustn't. You might catch me. I mean, it. No, this is my problem, Eddie. I alone must brave being exposed to the horrible danger. But, Maisie... And I want you to carry on like nothing had happened. Go to the ball, dance, sing, enjoy your... Uh Uh-huh. Maisie, I very seldom dance with myself. I guess I'm just not the type. Oh, well, you don't have to go alone, Eddie. I've arranged a date for you. Well, well, you have changed, honey. Uh You always told me you wouldn't trust me out with another girl. Oh, but I'm not afraid of this one. I mean, um, I'm sure you'll like Prunella. Prunella? Uh Uh-huh, with the accent, I'm a prune. That's um, the way she pronounces it, I mean. Oh, and what sort of looking girl is dear Prunella? Well, uh, she resembles a picture star. Which one? Lassie. What? I said, mm, that's... See how I can describe her. She's sort of, um, well, um, different. Oh, is she pretty? Mm, she's very intelligent. Is she pretty? And a wonderful dancer. Is she pretty? And she dresses very smart. What about the face? Oh, you don't have to worry about that. She has one. Oh, I'm glad. For a minute you had me worried. I thought maybe she looked like a human anteater. Oh, then you've seen her. No, and I don't intend to. I'll take the measles. No, Eddie, you've got to be Prunella's date tonight. you just got to. But, Maisie, I can't even look at a girl like this Prunella must be. You know I've got a weak stomach. Yeah, but a kind heart. And it's for a worthy cause, Eddie. Won't you, huh? Won't you? Oh, gee, gosh, Maisie. And I'll be able to break away from my, um... um cousin. Yeah, thanks, my cousin. I'll get away about 11 tonight, and I'll meet you in Mr. Devlin's garden, and, um... And what, Miss? 
Well, we'll talk. But there might be somebody watching, honey. Well, in that case, we'll have to talk. Okay, Maisie. Okay. Prunella's got herself a date. Oh, good evening, miss. I'd like to see Mr. Devlin, please. I've got good news for him. Oh, he always upstairs putting on his costume for the ball tonight. Can I help y'all? Well, yes, I'll. Say, what kind of makeup do you use, honey? You look positively yummy. I don't wear any messy old makeup, sugar. Everything you see about me is just plain below me. All these southern guys are just natural. See, I come from the tobacco country. Well, I could have guessed that. You're so round, so firm, so fully stacked. Well, here I am, Miss Revere. Everything's set, I hope. Yeah, Eddie Jordan can be expected here any minute. I hope Prunella will try to look, well, presentable at least. I sure will, honey. Because Eddie didn't want to... Your Prunella? Uh, time has been quite kind to her, eh, Maisie? A little too kind. Don't you all worry about Eddie boy having himself a bold, honey. After all, keeping men interested is my business. Yeah, and you sure got an attractive sample case. I sure appreciate your putting yourself out for me, honey. Yeah, but I'm afraid I may be out permanently. I mean, Prunella, Eddie may not be your type. You see, he's a man. That's my type. Uh, well, if you'll excuse me for a moment, I must tell the servants that the ball is on for tonight. I expect you to save a dance for me tonight, Brunella. Don't count on it too much, sugar. I may be too busy with Eddie, boy. I hope. Oh. I'll get it. Well, good evening, y'all. Yeah, good all to y'all, y'all. I understand a certain Major Revere was coming over here, and I'd like... Thank you, mm. sugar. Well, here I am. Let's go, Mr. Um, um, Gluckenfeld. Gluckenfeld? Maisie, are you out of your mind? I was, but I ain't now. Come on, Mr. Gluckenfeld. Goodbye, Abigail. Abigail? Oh, sugar, you made a mistake. Just almost, honey. Just almost. Come, chum. Well, it's all set for the ball, and... Oh, you must be Eddie. Yes. I see you're here early to see Primella. Well, the cat's out of the bag, and I'm holding it. Come on, Ed. Not so fast. This gorgeous creature is Prunella? This handsome man is Eddie? Yeah, I'm Eddie. Oh, Prunella. I'm leaving. Are you coming, Eddie? Do you think I'm crazy? No, but I can dream, can't I? I'll be delighted to be Prunella's companion, her very close companion tonight, for charity, of course. <laughs> Bye, Maisie. Give my regards to your cousin with the measles. Your cousin has the measles. Oh, I'm so sorry, honey. Is there anything I can do to help you tonight? Yeah, you can catch it. Well, Eddie, I'm going. So long. Likewise, I'm sure. Well, I better get into my costume for the bowl. I'm going as a member of Queen Elizabeth's court. Yes, Brunella's going to be a lady in waiting. So don't you be late, Eddie, honey. I won't. You're just what the lady's been waiting for. See y'all shortly, sugar. <laughs> Merton. Are Eddie and Prunella still in there dancing as close together as before? Oh, well, wait, 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 Maisie. Wait till I get up a little higher in the tree so as I can see better. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, 
If he gets any closer, he'd be behind her. Oh, fine. What's he, what's he doing now, Mert? Well, well uh, he, he's saying to her, Prunella, when you're so close to me, my heart beats louder than a dollar watch. How do you know that from way out here? You can't read lips. No, but I can read eyes. Uh-uh. Uh-uh, yourself. Eddie's look as big as balloons right now. Mert, I just gotta find out what Eddie's saying to that sneaky Dixie cup. Oh. I'm going in. Well, well you better be careful, Maisie. You'll rip your costume. So what? The only reason I made myself for a Madame Dewberry was because I thought I might sneak in a dance with Eddie when that prunella got tired of him. Oh, she ain't tired. Wonderful legs that gal has. Oh. Wonderful. Now, look, Mert. Huh? I've got an idea. I want you to cut in on Prunella and dance with her. Me? Dance with her? Well, will you do it for me, Mert? Oh, but I'll do it for me. <laughs> that gal's got everything. Yeah, include Nettie. You just dance Prunella over to where I'm standing, Mert, and leave the rest to me. Uh-huh. I'll get down from the tree first. What? 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 Ma- oh! Ah! Maisie, did you hurt yourself? Where did you fall? I ain't saying, but I should have taken that costume with a bustle. <laughs> Oh, frankly, I was a little shocked the way y'all tore on me out of Mr. Jordan's arms, sir. Uh, Are you Northerners always that impetuous? Oh, I ain't a Yankee sugar doll. I'm just a youth from the South. I come from Miami, Florida. Shut up! You have a New York accent. Uh, Well, I was born during the tourist season. Sir, don't be uncouth. Yes, huh? sir. When you're with a lady, you gotta be cool. Oh, sir, you're that revere gal, ain't ya? Mm-hmm. I can tell even with your mask. And you're Prunella. <laughs> Having quite a lark with Eddie, ain't you, honey? Oh, yeah, he's so high on someone, so interesting. He was telling me a little while back how he used to play football. Yeah, we kind of suspected that by the passes he was making. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, honey. <laughs> I'm afraid my whole glass of punch splashed all over you. Yeah, uh, ma'am, how could you be so clumsy? Practice, Sonny, practice. Oh, look at my costume. Now my whole evening is ruined. That's nice. I mean, I'm sorry, honey. Look, why, why don't you you slip into my costume and I'll wear yours? Well, I really shouldn't. After all, it was an accident. But there's Eddie, of course. Yeah, another accident. Yeah, go ahead, babe. You two can change in the powder room. Huh? Okay. Well, in case you get changed before me, Miss Revere, you'll dance with Eddie, won't you? Mm-hmm. I mean, you wouldn't mind taking my place with him for a while, would you? Keep him from being lonesome. Would she? Ah, ah, ah. Ah, ah, ah. It'll be a pleasure, kiddo. A real pleasure. <laughs> So I finally found you out here in the garden, huh? I've been looking all over for you, honey. Yeah, well, sugar mammy, honey. Did y'all miss your little Prunella? Prunella? Uh-huh. Oh. Oh, uh, yeah, you, uh, look a little shorter than you did a while ago. Well, naturally, honey. Those burning kisses of yours wore me down. Kisses? Didn't y'all kiss her? I mean, me? Oh, yes, but, uh... Those were only rough samples. Well, I'd sure like another sample, sir. Like before. Here goes, honey. Well? Heaven. Plain heaven. Ouch! 
say, if you liked it so much, what's the idea of slapping me? That's because of what you Yankees did during the Civil War. Maisie, I found you at last. I've been looking all over the place for you for three hours. Everybody I talked to said... I know. Told you the rumor that I'd left town with a broken heart. Yes. Say, you know about that rumor? I should. I started it. Eddie, I've been crying my eyes out. Oh, you shouldn't, honey. They're such nice eyes. Do you really think so? Eddie, you got nice eyes, too. Yeah? Thanks. Of course, it's too bad you can't keep them focused on one woman at a time. But I do see very well with these eyes of mine. For example, if my eyes weren't so good, I might have thought that you were really Prunella, uh, wearing her costume and her drawl. Oh, Eddie, then you know. It was me you kissed, not her. Oh, Eddie, how can I be so stupid? I don't know. But don't change. You mean go on being stupid? No, beautiful. Just beautiful. Oh, gosh, Eddie, it's midnight. They're going to announce the winner of the $500 prize. Yes. And say, that lady-in-waiting costume you're wearing stands a swell chance. It's very, uh, well, you know, expensive looking. Well, it should. It belongs to Penilla. <laughs> say, oh. What's so funny? I was just thinking, wouldn't it be a ride if I won the prize with her costume and we could get married on her money? <laughs> <laughs> yes. 500 bucks. Come on, let's go in. All right. And now, ladies and gentlemen, and the judges have decided on the winner of the prize for the most imaginative costume. And here it is, folks. Miss Prunella Randolph's costume won first prize. Eddie, did you hear that? The judges have decided that Miss Randolph showed great imagination. When, with a mere shower curtain and some cotton candy, she made herself an authentic Madame Dubarry costume. Maisie, don't look now, but you outsmarted yourself out of our wedding money. Yeah, but I've still got the groom, I think. <laughs> In just a moment, we shall return to the adventures of Maisie. Here's Maisie. Well, I guess that little episode proves that people never change. People like me, I mean. When I was a baby, I used to amuse myself by putting my itty-bitty foot in my mouth. And I've never stopped. When I get into a spot now, every time I open my mouth, I still put my foot in it. I know in the case of Maisie versus Prunella, I acted jealous, inconsiderate, distrusting, and suspicious which just proves that I'm a normal woman. Well, after what I've learned tonight, I've just made a resolution never to be jealous again, and... Uh-oh. 
there's Eddie dancing with a little red-headed job. Hmm. As I was saying, I just made a resolution never to be jealous again. Starting tomorrow. Oh, Eddie. Eddie. Time to go home. Right now. You have just heard The Adventures of Maisie, starring Anne Southern. Maisie was written by Arthur Phillips. Original music was composed and conducted by Harry Zimmerman. Supporting cast included Sidney Miller, Pat McGeehan, Howard McNear, Lorene Tuttle, and Frank Nelson. Jack McCoy speaking. Say, how about a little... Ouch. Does that answer your question, buddy? The Adventures of Maisie, starring Anne Southern. You all remember Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer's famous Maisie picture. In just a moment, you'll hear Maisie in radio, starring the same glamorous star you all went to see and loved on the screen, Anne Southern. But first, you're an outsider. Maisie, like the man said, Maisie Revere. I also was born in Brooklyn, in a cold water flat. But I've been in hot water ever since. Yep, ever since I could remember, I've been kicking around the world trying to earn my daily bread. And when you're trying to earn your daily bread, you got to run into a lot of crumbs. For example, if you want a, for instance, there was a big Danny Metcalf. Danny had a big dimple in his chin, and when he smiled, his whole face caved in. I'll never forget the day I met him. I was working at the information desk of a small hospital in a small town out west. The pay wasn't much, but my meals were thrown in. Anyway, on that particular day to which I am referring, I was behind the desk with a fly swatter in my hand to keep away the flies and the interns when a rather nice-looking young fella comes up. Pardon me, miss. Oh, yes, sir. What can I do for you, sir? Who does the buy-in for this hospital? Well, that depends. What are you selling? My eye. Oh. Sorry, this ain't a used car lot. We don't buy parts. 
Miss, how can you be so cold-blooded? I ain't. It's just that a hospital ain't no place for jokes or a screwy publicity stunt. Now, look, Miss, do I, do I look like a comedian or a publicity hound? No, but that don't mean nothing. A hunk of celery don't look like it sounds like either. And if you did need money that bad, there must be an easier way to get it. Yeah? Like how, for instance? Well, you can borrow on your life insurance. You can't get life insurance in this town when you're on Big Dan Metcalf's list. What about this Big Dan's list? Say, you're pretty nosy, ain't you? Yeah, but I'm trying to save your pretty eyes, chum, if you'll let me. You mean... You mean you'd actually like to help a perfect stranger? Well, why not? Well, I... Uh, Miss Revere, quick... Get Dr. Howard, emergency. Well, he's in surgery, doctor. Good. I got a patient in the ambulance that's going to need the works. Some poor guy named Jerry Platt. What? Machine gun. Yeah, drilled full of holes right in his car. Uh, hey. How'd you know how he got it? Well, Jerry had the store next to my newspaper. And when he didn't pay... Uh, I, I, I just took a wild guess. Well, you'd better have a more believable answer than that, mister. Cops might want to ask questions. Yeah, it ain't easy to get away with murder in this town. It is when your name's Big Dan Metcalf. Huh? What's that? Uh, I, I shouldn't have said that. Why? If that's the man that did it, you should tell the cops. Don't you think so, Doctor? Think what? Well, that the name he just mentioned should be arrested. I didn't hear him mention the name of Big Dan Metcalf. Did I, mister? Nope. Never heard of him. Say, what is this? Now, look here, Doctor. I'm sorry, Maisie. I'm in the business of saving lives. I know, and but... And if you don't mind, I'd like to save mine. I may need it later on in life. Well, I don't get this. Mister, if you... He's gone. Who's gone? The man that was just here. I didn't see anybody. Oh. So that's how it is, huh? Uh-huh. Well, I'm going to see somebody right now, the chief of police. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Maisie, if you don't keep out of this, you'll wind up at the bottom of something. The bottom of the river, wearing a cement girdle. Well, just the same, I'm going to the police. Well, it's your funeral, baby. Anything I can do? Yeah. Talk me out of it. It's about time you're back, Lieutenant Burns. Yeah. Did you look over that car that that Platt fellow was machine-gunned in? Yeah, Chief. Big dance torpedoes have been getting a little careless. Found fingerprints all over the doors. Oh, fingerprints, huh? Now, don't worry, Chief. I wiped them off. Oh, good. Yeah, but I wish he'd figure out some other way to get them storekeepers to come across with protection money. If these shootings and bombings get in the papers, we'll have the... Uh, FBI on our necks. <laughs> don't worry, chum, don't worry. Nothing will get in the papers. Hmm? Even Johnny Clark's on Big Dan's sucker list. Not only ain't nothing going to get printed about Dan's uh, tactics, but Johnny himself is also kicking in with protection money to stay in the newspaper business. Johnny? Yeah. I thought he had red blood in his veins. Oh, he has. And he wants to keep it there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big Dan has a milk dry and so scared, I hear tell that Johnny's putting an eye of his on the market to get payoff dough. That's uh, a smart cookie, that Danny boy. <laughs> yeah, miss? What can I do for you? Well, I, I want you to arrest him. Arrest who? Well, this is no time to ask questions. He might get away. Now, look, miss, look, calm down. Now, start from the beginning. Okay. I want you to arrest him, the man who did it. I know, I know. Well, if you know who did it, how come he ain't in jail already? Look, miss, who did what to who, when, why, and where? Oh, this ain't no time for details, officer. I'm Maisie Revere. I work at the hospital, and this morning a man came in that was machine-gunned. I want you cops to arrest Dan Metcalf immediately. 
Big Dan Medcalf? Yes. Uh, you, you must be mistaken, miss. Uh, Big Dan is a respectable citizen. Oh, yeah, of long standing. Well, he's been standing too long. He should be sitting in an electric chair. He's the one that machine gunned the, that... Uh, um... Jerry Platt? Yeah, that's the name. Well, how about it? Are you going to bring in this Big Dan or ain't you? We've been trying for years to pin something on Big Dan, ain't we, Chief? We have? I mean, we have. Now, look, chums, this Big Dan is guilty. Yeah, but with no proof, our hands are tied. Well, my hands ain't tied, and I'm going to bring that guy in and make him confess. How? Well, by appealing to his better nature. Um, Appealing to Big Dan's better nature? If you ask a silly question, you got to expect a silly answer. See you later. Burns, I better call up Big Dan and warn him that Revere Dame is on her way over. Yeah. I got a feeling there's going to be trouble. Yeah, but Chief, she's a woman. I know. That's why I got the feeling. Yeah, you just have to be more careful the way you do things, Dan. I know I'm only your lawyer, but you just can't go on putting the squeeze on little people forever. Oh, why not, Kendall? That's what little people are for. When are you going to stop? When are you going to have enough money? Don't be silly. There is no such thing as enough money. Now, if you don't mind, Kendall, I have a lady waiting for me in the outer office, a Miss uh, Revere. What does she want? Me. You? So Chief Benson told me over the phone a little while ago, it seems Miss Revere is concerned about that machine gunning this morning. This, uh, this Miss Revere knows who had the guy rubbed out? I understand she suspects it. Oh, fine. What are you going to do about it? Oh, come, come, Kendall. Let's not ask silly questions. You mean you're going to shoot her, too? Of course not, Kendall. I've sent to Chicago for Fingers Jugan. But you, you can't kill a woman, boss. Uh, maybe she won't talk. Nonsense, Kendall. Did you ever meet one who didn't? But uh, what about Fingers? He's an outside goon. Can he be trusted to keep his mouth shut? He has no choice. I got enough on him locked up there in my safe to send us all to the chair. You keep a record of your whole career in crime locked up in a safe? Why? <laughs> Haven't you heard, Kendall? I'm a bit of a ham. Oh. Now run along to your habeas corpuses and leave the lady to me. You can go in, Miss Revere. Mr. Metcalf. Well, well, well. So you're Miss Revere. I'm delighted to meet you, my dear. <laughs> the pleasure's all yours, Danny boy. <laughs> uh, sit down. Please do. Thank you. Cute-looking secretary you got outside there, Mr. Metcalf. Oh? I've seen nicer-looking pans under an icebox. <laughs> Don't mind Monk's looks. He got those ears from beer. But they do, use them to open the bottles. Well, 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 I see we have a sense of humor, Miss Revere. Not when it comes to murder, we ain't. That's what I'm here to talk to you about. Uh, Mr. Metcalf. Yes, Miss Revere? You're the most despicable person that ever lived. (laughs) You're so right, my dear. You admit it? Yes, I'm rather proud of it, as a matter of fact. It's the nasty people in this world that are remembered in history, remember? As Shakespeare so aptly put it, The evil that men do lives after them. (laughs) Julius Caesar, you know. Huh? Julius Caesar, he was stabbed by Brutus. Oh, another one of your hired killers, huh? Hired killers, Miss Revere? I know it was you who had poor, innocent Jerry Platt knocked off. So I understand. But you have no proof. How do you know I have no proof? Well, I have, shall we say, 
friends in the police department. Oh, so that's it. The cops are on your payroll, too. How can you get away with it? Oh, you needn't have any concern for me, Miss Revere. I can afford it. Well, I can go higher up with what I know. They have a district attorney in this town. Oh, yes, yes. A very fine district attorney, too. <laughs> the best that money can buy. Oh. He's on your side, too, huh? Why not? It's a very comfortable side to be on, Miss Revere. I'm, uh, certain you would find it so. Now, listen... You have a certain nuisance value, Miss Revere, so I'm offering you a business proposition. Say, uh, $5,000. Uh-uh. Ten? Uh-uh. Try 25000 <clears throat> Very well, 25000 Uh-uh. Miss Revere, I will not be played with like a cat with a mouse. But you're not a mouse, Mr. Metcalf. You're a rat. Goodbye, Big Dan, and I do mean a goodbye. Just a moment, Miss Revere. Exactly what are your plans? You're wasting your time seeking the aid of the law to convict me, you know. For further details, read your daily newspaper. I'm so sorry to burst your bubble for you, Miss Revere, but in this town we have only one newspaper, and the editor might be slightly hesitant about printing what he knows. Oh, I'm not so sure about that. Perhaps not, but I am. As a matter of fact, he'd give his right eye for me. Oh. So you're the one he wanted to sell it for. Yes, Johnny Clark has a fairly successful newspaper, a comfortable income, and his wife and child like to eat. You wouldn't. You wouldn't do anything to his wife and kid, would you? Oh, you're forgetting, Miss Revere. I'm a louse. I know. And I'm going right down and talk to Johnny and tell him that if he doesn't expose you, his life and those of his family and fellow citizens would be a living death. Miss Revere, you remind me of my mother. I do? Yes. She couldn't keep her trap shut either. Now, I'm warning you, Miss Revere. Don't meddle in this thing. So long, Mr. Metcalf. Miss Revere, I'm warning you. And I'm warning you. So long, big shot. See you in court. Yeah, boss. Monk, get me fingers jogging. The Adventures of Maisie, starring Anne Southern, will continue in just a moment. John, the only way to deal with a skunk like Dan Metcalf is to print the truth about him in your paper. Maisie's right, Pop. Now, never mind, Junior. This is man's work. You go and set up the type for tomorrow's edition. Yeah, and I got just the headline for it. Big Dan Metcalf, a murderer. I'll set up the type for the headline right away, Pop. Oh, wait a minute, Junior. Maisie, how are we going to prove that Big Dan's a murderer? Well, that's simple. All we got to do is get evidence. True. And how are we going to get the evidence? But how are we going to get it? How are we going to get it? Yeah. Got any ideas? Well, one of us could break into Big Dan's safe. Yeah. yeah. But who? Got any ideas? Metcalf keeps a listing of all the payoffs and stuff in that safe. I happen to know about it. Well, I could make a try to open that safe. Um, Dan wouldn't kill a woman if he caught her, would he? He would. Uh, yeah. 
Like we were saying, who are we going to get to break into that safe? Dan had it built special, burglar-proof. The only one who could open it would have to be a specialist. Yeah. Say, Fingers Dugan could do it. Who's Fingers Dugan? Only the best safe cracker in the country, that's all. He's sort of retired from that racket, though. Just hires himself out for killings now, I understand. Well, at least that keeps him from being just a bum, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Hey, that job would be a cinch for Fingers. If the FBI hadn't sent him to San Quentin. But he's back, Pop. I saw him this morning in a saloon. Junior, what were you doing in a saloon? Looking for you, Dad. Ever since this big Dan business started, you've been lushing... Never mind. Well, then we're set. One of us will get fingers to open Metcalf's safe. Uh, which one of us? Uh, any ideas? Well, I, I'm a married man with a kid. And I'm a kid with a married man. Okay, I'll do it. Uh, no, no, Maisie. You don't look the part. He, he wouldn't do it for a mere stranger called Maisie Revere. No, but he might for Minnie the Mall. Who's Minnie the Mall? He's just looking at her, Junior. Minnie the Mall. The toughest lady gangster since Jesse James. Maisie, are you out of your mind? That's a silly question to ask. Of course I am. There you are, Maisie, right off the press. This should do the trick. Let me see. Want a dead or alive or both? Minnie the Mall just escaped from Alcatraz. Alcatraz? But that only has men. Yeah, that's why I had to escape. Get a load of the rest of this ad. Wanted by police in 48 states, Minnie the Mall, alias Moitle the Moiterer. Gee, Maisie, and that picture looks just like you, too. Uh, I don't know, Maisie. Your nose seems a little long to me. Well, that ain't no nose. I'm smoking a cigar. Well, here I go. Off to find Fingers Dugan. Gosh, Pop, Maisie sure is brave. Yeah, a wonderful girl. Well, I might as well go into the composing room and set up the type for tomorrow's headline. I've got a feeling our troubles are over. Or just starting. How are all the presses, Pop? Good afternoon, Sonny. What can I do for you, sir? I understand a certain Maisie Revere was here. I'm here to investigate, well, so-called accident that happened to a Jerry Platt. Now, I understand Miss Revere knows something about it. Well, she just left. Well, that's too bad. This was important. It was very important. Uh, say, what's this on the desk? Wanted Minnie the Marl, alias Moitle the Murderer. Uh, she didn't want any strangers to see that. And I can't say as I blame her. This is very interesting. Very indeed. Well, goodbye, son. So long. Oh, by the way, who shall I say call? Uh, here's my card. I'll be back. Who was that, Junior? I don't know. He left a card. Sylvan Howard, Special Investigator, FBI. FBI? Oh, Maisie, you just turned into a federal case. Yeah, miss? What do you have, Hay? Nothing, Hay. I'm looking for a Fingers Dugan, Hay. Is he here in the saloon? Oh, fingers, eh? Hmm. You see them two cauliflower ears over there? Yeah. Well, he's between them. Thanks. I mean, thanks. Um, say, Meathead. I use perchance fingers, Dugan. And what if I am? You don't have to get nervous with me, chum. I was told to look you up by a pal of yours. Yeah? What pal? What pals you got? Well, let me see now. There's, uh, 
Is uh, Duke Watson? Yeah, he's the one that told me to look his up. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Hey, well, you know, I ain't seen Duke for ten years. What's he been doing? Ten years. It figures. Say, uh, who are you, anyway? Are you kidding, hey? I'm Minnie DeMall. Here, get a load of my publicity. Oh. Hey, hey. A mighty tough little cookie, ain't you? Yeah. Say, <laughs> fingers. Yeah. If you ain't busy tonight, maybe we took a team up and do a job tonight. Nah, I can't do it tonight, Minnie. I, I got to knock off a dame. Anybody I know, hey? No, I don't think so. This uh, dame, her name is uh, Maisie Revere. Oh, I see, Maisie Revere. Maisie Revere? Yeah, yeah. Big Danny Metcalf was just in here to see me. He made the deal. Hey, you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't know what this here Maisie Revere looks like, would you? Uh, nope. Do you? Yeah, uh, nope. I'm glad. Yeah? Uh, I'm glad I run into your fingers. I got a better deal for you than bumping me. I mean, uh, her. That is, if you got noise. Why, certainly I got noise. You have? I mean, you have? <laughs> well, now, look, tall, dark, and... Uh, <clears throat> tall, dark. There must be a million and a half bucks in this here job. It's Big Dan Metcalf's safe. No, I can't rob the safe of a guy that's a customer of mine. It ain't ethical. It ain't? No. Well, okay then. I'll just have to team up with Boyt the Bum. Boyt the Bum? I never heard of him. Oh, you're kidding. Boyt's just about tops in the racket. He's so good he opens the safe with his feet. Yeah? What's he do with his hands? Holds him over his eyes just to make it tougher. Oh? Well, hey. Hey, look, there's nobody better than Fingers Dugan. Why, I was once called the Josie Itaibi of safe cracking. Tell you what, come on. You take me down to Big Dan's joint and I'll show you. <laughs> Fingers. Sure it's dark in here in Dan's office. Maybe we should turn in the lights? No, nothing doing. If Voight the bum can open a safe without looking, so can I. The big show-off. Hey, somebody knocking at the door. That's my knees. Oh. oh. I think this here is the safe. Oh, good. Hurry up. It's all right, I'll have it open in a minute. Here goes. We... Voice turned the dial. Sorry, wrong dial. Ah, here, here, here's the safe. Now, Minnie, you just watch me open this. No, not with your feet, fingers. This is no time to be a ham. Open it with your hands. Well, all right, I will. I still got that dame to knock off, so I guess I better hurry. Yeah. Let's see, now I face turn it left. Which is left? Oh, yeah. There. Uh, there. Yeah, and the hard way, too, lefty. Wait. I'll turn on the desk light and see if the stuff's there. Yeah, here they are. Big dance, pay off records. Fingers, all our troubles are over. Yeah, I'll say they're over. Just look at this here hall. Hey, there must be a million bucks in this pile. Maybe more. Maybe a hundred thousand. Fingers, you can't take that money. It's stealing. Yeah, it's... That's bad. <laughs> Who's there? It's me, Maisie. Say, who's that? Oh. Oh, oh, he's a member of my mob. He's, um, 
Um, Davy the dope. Hey, now, wait a minute. He called you Maisie. Well, that just shows you what a dope he is. I just came over to tell you to hurry. Uh, uh Minnie the mall. Yeah, Minnie. There's a guy from the FBI in town. The feds? Hey, we got to get out of here. Yeah, I got what I want. And now Dan Metcalf yes, will get on. the chip. Dan. Nice of you to come visit my humble office again, my dear. Gosh. Hey, now, look, boss, I can explain what I'm doing here. You see, I didn't really mean to take this dough. I just wanted to show Minnie the mile here that no safe ain't safe with me around. <laughs> and a masterful job you did, too, Mr. Jugan. Oh, was nothing. Except this isn't Minnie the mile. This is Maisie Revere. Oh, how do you do? How do you do? Well, come on, Junior. Let's go home. It's past your bedtime. Fingers. Yeah, boss? Now you have an extra meddler to eradicate. You ready, Kate? That means rub off. Junior, don't help him. Look, Dan. Please, Miss Revere, don't try to stall. Yeah, get the job done quick, Fingers. Hey, the cops. Yeah, we got a benefit to attend, huh, boss? Yes, for poor Jerry Platt's widow. You won't get away with this, Dan. No, there's a guy here from the FBI. FBI? FBI. You're uh, kidding, ain't you, son? Oh, no. It's quite true. This is the guy. Well, welcome, mister. I'm Maisie Revere. How do you do, Miss Revere? The bartender at the Silver Crown happened to overhear your plans for tonight. That's how I found you. Say, mister, what are you doing here? Merely investigating a, an accident that happened to a certain Jerry Platt. Well, it was no accident, Mr. Law. Big Dan here was responsible for the murder. Murder? Well, this is interesting. Please, Miss Revere, you can't prove it. This stuff, I got in my hands in a copy of the Kinsey Report. Yeah, we got you all now. Okay, Dan, let's go. Go. Yeah, we're arresting you for the murder of Jerry Platt, ain't we, Chief? Yeah. Mister, tell him down on Washington that we local cops don't let nobody get away with murder. But look, you two men are... Turning state's evidence to save their own hides, aren't you, coppers? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, take him away, Chief, and Fingers here with you. Uh-huh. Come on, rat. Yeah, sure, officer. I mean you, Dan. Very well, gentlemen. But you won't get away with this. Come on, let's go. Come on, come on. What was well, mister, looks like the local murder incorporated just went into bankruptcy. Yeah, sure was a lucky thing for us that you showed up in time. That bunch sure turned chicken when they met up with a member of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Federal Bureau of Investigation? Sure, you. Say, you are, ain't you? On your card it said FBI. Well, that's true, but uh, I was merely investigating whether we should pay a claim to the wife of the deceased. You see, FBI stands for... Fidelity Benevolent Insurance Company. Oh, no. <laughs> and those crooked cops in Big Dan thought that, that he was... Oh, brother, what a switch. <laughs> 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 hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. What am I laughing about? I have to pay that insurance claim. just a moment, we shall return to the adventures of Maisie.
once again, here's Maisie. Well, so ended that. Big Dan found out he wasn't so big after all. I guess the lesson we can learn from that little episode is that you gotta really keep on the alert if you're crooked. The law is sort of like a nightgown. While you're sleeping, it creeps up on you. Well, I gotta get back to the hospital now. Get along there, Pete. Little Maisie's heart took a beating all day. Now it's your turn. You've just heard The Adventures of Maisie, starring Anne Southern. Maisie was written by Arthur Phillips. Original music was composed and conducted by Harry Zimmerman. Supporting cast included Johnny McGovern, Donald Woods, Peter Leeds, Howard McNear, Sidney Miller, Sheldon Leonard, Bill Conrad, and Junius Matthews. Jack McCoy speaking. That's this week's Mutual Presents feature. The Mutual Audio Network brings the best of old-time radio and modern audio theater to the world. Be sure to subscribe through the Mutual Audio Network podcast feed, any of our podcast days, or the Mutual YouTube channel, which includes MadCon and many other extra features and shows. See you all next time at Mutual Presents. Good night. Now, you seem to me to be a connoisseur of the best of radio drama. In which case, make sure you're subscribed to the Monday Matinee Feed. There we have our weekly series of dramatic, theatrical, classic, eclectic, and live radio drama. So, yeah, either the main Mutual Audio Network feed for all types and genres of audio drama, or the Monday Matinee. And we'll see you there. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.